Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. Hello and welcome to the Bliss Business Development Show. I am your host, Mayo Best. And today, guys, this is one interview I've been really looking forward to because it actually is going to be touching on something that I am really big on. And you guys know how I feel about building relationships and bringing value. Well, today, both you and I are going to be blessed with the ability to talk to a master networker. And I can tell you right now, guys, if you really understand the depth and efficacy of having this type of a skill set, your business will go through a dramatic paradigm shift in little to no time. This is a skill set you're going to definitely want to develop. If you want to get into more doors that are doors that lead to bigger rooms with bigger money, okay, and people who have the ability ability to be able to get things done on a level that the average person couldn't do. That is all about having something called influence and having a social currency. Okay. So to do that, you've got to be good at connecting people. You've got to be good at being able to communicate and convey what you do in business in a way that actually makes people want to work with you. But there is a art form to this. And the gentleman that we are going to meet is going to be helping us with our topic today, which is how to become a master networker. And guys, I can't basically pipe this up any more than I have. So I want you to get ready to meet our next guest and get your pens and papers because here we go. Todd Davis got his start by working in the hospitality industry with restaurants for over 14 years. He then leveraged those skills from hospitality into becoming a successful real estate agent and broker for another 25 years. This led to the opening of what is now an internationally acclaimed referral network called the Gold Star Clubs. Since 2007, this master networker has been facilitating and mentoring other business owners with the skill set of networking. This has resulted in them creating massive profits for their businesses introducing mr todd davis all right folks i actually have been looking forward to this <laughs> to this interview for quite some time we are meeting with a master networker this is rare it's very very rare you get to actually talk to someone who's a master at direct referrals at direct networking so much of a master that he has an entire business a very successful company at doing this so you guys are in for a rare treat as always you want to catch these gems guys if you're on the podcast if you're watching this on youtube or any of the platforms that we're on this is going to be powerful and he's going to be actually talking about some things today where i'm going to be taking notes too actually <laughs> now with that said folks i'm introducing you now officially to mr todd davis Hello, Mayo. Good to have you. Good to be here on your podcast. I appreciate you having me over. 
Absolutely, Ty. So listen, I got a ton of questions for you. <laughs> We're going to get started like we do with all our guests. We want to get to know you a little bit, get a little bit deep into your business, just a little bit on a personal level. So my first question to you, sir, where are you originally from? I'm originally from the Metro DC area, and I am a transplant to Tulsa, Oklahoma that happened in 2000. Uh, I came out here to go to Bible school, which I did, and thought I was going to do great things with that and realized that um, I can do great things and stay right here in Tulsa. That is so crazy. You know what? And I forgot that you actually, we, we talked before, and that you said you're actually a, a, a D.C. area native, which is cool. What part of D.C. or D.C. area did you grow up in? I, I grew up in Arlington. Um, I was born in GW Hospital. Okay. Um, and I lived in uh, Arlington for most of my life and moved to Gaithersburg, Germantown area, um, kind of towards the, oh, I don't know, mid, mid-80s. Uh, lived there until I, I moved to Tulsa. And uh, just moving to Tulsa was a, a big deal for me because I'd never lived out the area. And mm-hmm. I, honestly, I was I, we made a decision to move, and I had to go to a map and say, now, Oklahoma, that's somewhere west, right? And, uh, <laughs> right. I thought, I really thought that uh, I was going to have to sell my car and buy a horse and buggy or a, just a horse to ride on. But you know, they, <laughs> right. they've got streets and everything. So <laughs> Streets and cars, too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, you know, the, the, what really sold me on this area is that the first traffic report I heard mm-hmm. uh, was that it was a little sluggish on mm-hmm. the freeway. And I went sluggish. I've never heard that term used in Metro DC anywhere. Um, so, you know, usually where I lived in Germantown, there's, you know, what, an hour and a half, two hours to get to pretty much anywhere. And, right. uh, you know, it, it just, it, it took a little getting used to, but I really liked the, the uh, lifestyle out here. It's very, mm-hmm. it's gentle. And you walk into a gas station mm-hmm. to get a pop and they, they say, oh, hey, how you doing? And they talk to you. And I walked in and went, you talking to me? And they went, yeah, hi. <laughs> right, right. Not used to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always interesting uh, coming from this area and getting introduced to Southern hospitality and people actually genuinely asking you, hey, how you doing? And it's cool, but it's new if <laughs> you're not used to it. Out here, they mean it. And it's like, oh, well, right. I'm doing great. Super. And you get your pop and they wish you a good day. And it's just very, a very different mindset. So it's a great place to live. Absolutely. You know, we've actually got more in common than I realized. My mother for about 17 or 18 years actually worked at GW Hospital. I was born in um, the hospital for women. But yeah, my mom actually worked at GW Hospital. So yeah, we've got a lot more synergy than I even realized. Good hospital, I hear. I don't remember much, but... (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I don't remember much about the hospital for women either, but... (laughs) But you know, here's my question to you. Now, I know what it was like for me growing up here in the area, but what was it like for you growing up, you know, in the D.C. area? Well, it was besides the traffic. I worked um, predominantly in D.C. Um, I I worked uh, in the restaurant industry. Mm. Um, I was management for several restaurants around the town, and uh, you know, driving uh, back and forth to, to downtown D.C. I worked at the Commerce Department. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at the Smithsonian, and uh, I I just ran a bunch of restaurants around. I won't go to the whole biography of it because mm-hmm. that was then, and I'm really grateful not to be in restaurants anymore because mm. well, I'm grateful not to be in restaurants anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a different. You know, and then I became a real estate agent, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
I, I had a blooming career, uh, you know, for gosh, uh, 11, 12 years in DC and then came out here and worked up until what, 2009 uh, is when I actually gave up real estate. Um, actually, it was a little bit longer, but in career, anyway, about 25 years in real estate. And then when I got to start Gold Star Clubs, mm-hmm. um, it was very important to me not to be doing something else where I could divide, give, can't divide my time. Yeah, you can't be a master of two things. And so I said, well, okay, let's let's just do one. And I so I retired. I found, a, well, retired is a loose word. Um, I stopped doing real estate. I found uh, homes for my agents. Uh, I had my own company and mm-hmm. uh, it was very successful, but Gold Star really, really needed some hands-on help. And that's what I, I came on board uh, full-time for in 2009. Mm. And 2007 is when I got started when Gold Star actually became a company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, been doing it ever since. Love it. If I can ask, because one thing we like to talk about on this show, I always like to find out what your upbringing was like. What was it like being raised uh, in the area? And because for entrepreneurs, it's always good, I think, for entrepreneurs to hear from other successful entrepreneurs those through lines so that we can understand the connections. Because a lot of times, You know, we'll hear about Elon Musk and we'll hear about the folks that are extremely successful, you know, Bill Gates and so forth. We'll listen to them. We'll listen to their accolades. We'll listen to what Steve Jobs, you know, has done. But sometimes we don't make the connection between how we're so much more similar to them than we think that we are, which is why we like to touch on on this a little bit more because I'm really curious because I'm looking at you and I'm listening. I'm like, wow. So he's had a, a hospitality background. Like it's always good folks, and this is for my audience here, to really look at what makes a person successful. What's their background? What are the connections and how do they connect? And I see for you, it seems like your upbringing, now that's a part that we need to know, well I like to know at least, your upbringing. Did you have, um, did you have a lot of like hospitality uh, uh, that you were in terms of, uh, let me say it like this, when you were growing up, did your parents do a lot of parties or anything like that? Like, where does this come from? You know, in your background is what I'm trying to figure out. To, right. The way you've, you've got this, this nudge towards connecting with people. Well, I, I'll tell you, the restaurant industry did it, but my parents, we were... Wow. I kind of lower middle middle class maybe. Um, yeah. I, you know, I remember walking to grade school and not having a no hesitation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents were very. Uh, uh, they had lots and lots of rules, and I had to obey them. Um, mm-hmm. When I started getting to be teenager, I started not quite obeying them as well as they wanted. <laughs> kids go through that right um, you know I, I lost my dad uh pretty early on i, mm-hmm. I was a uh, young 20s and uh, my dad died and uh, uh just health challenges and uh you know so but i was out of the house by that time and mm-hmm. uh um you know i i spent a lot of time with my mother and uh you know visiting and going over a lot and just you know being with her is what it, what really did but reaching out and and holding her hand yeah, really meant a lot to me. Um, I lost mom in uh, uh, 2012, and uh, mm, sorry, you know, she she happened to be the oldest person and the longest term person in her retirement home, which was in Falls Church. Mm. Um, but you know, I got started in the restaurant business kind of by accident because everybody should be in the restaurants at least once, right? And, um, 
I got really, really in tune to what they wanted to have happen. So I kind of learned outgoing hospitality to greet customers and feed them right and make sure everything's great. Mm. So I, I kind of got that as my background. <clears throat> my parents did not do a lot of parties. Um, if they did, I was too young to remember. And uh, my dad was a concert pianist as, as well as a scientist. Oh. Um, and and I, I remember many, many nights uh, going to sleep, listening to him play the piano, which is what was really neat. Um, but it, it was it was all just a, a matter of putting myself where I wanted to be and being empathetic towards people I was doing business with. Mm. So that came about when I went into real estate. Um, it was be empathetic with the people coming in. You know, you're not going to jam something down the throat that people don't want to buy. It right. doesn't work. You know, you can try. It doesn't work. But people still try. I chose not to. And I was very successful in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, it, realtors, by the way, don't make, they're not made of money. Um, they do make some money, but most of them work for a broker who takes the bulk of the money. Maybe you don't know that, but they do. Right, right. And, um, so, and I know that because I came, became my own broker and I realized that I was paying my people a commission. And the longer they worked for me, the more money I paid them, which was okay for them too. I mean, I was fair. Um, they were happy. The more they produced, the higher their commission rate went. So hmm. anyway, work well. But I realized that that empathy, I could realize what the buyer and seller needed as opposed to me slapping them on the head and going, no, you're going to do it my way. Because I, I just don't believe there is a my way or, or highway. Um, <clears throat> rarely you get somebody that's um, a real uh, piece of work to deal with. Sometimes you have to let them go and just say, you know, I can deal with four other clients rather than just you. And right. Sometimes that just is a, is a strong business decision to say, you know, Mr. Mr. Seller, Mr. Client, you're out. I'm afraid I'm going to move on. I'm sure I can give you names of people that want to deal with you. Right. Um, I don't. And you, you do it nicely and you, you put it yourself, yourself in their shoes and realize all they wanted to do was sell their house, but they're making it next to impossible for me to do that because of the obstacles they keep putting in my way. So, you know, it's kind of like, well, hot potato. I'm going to drop it like a hot potato and I'm going to go on to four other clients that I can serve that are that want to sell their house and want to be reasonable. So reaching out to people and getting to learn about them and listening, really good, great, strong. Uh, mm. That is something that you got to do. If you can't listen to somebody, uh, Mayo, you just can't answer the questions that they need to have answered. So I right. do a lot of listening and I still do. That's absolutely true. You know, actually, um, I don't have as much experience in the hospitality industry as you do, but I definitely have had several jobs doing retail and I did actually work as a waiter in the restaurant business before as well. And it's interesting because now it's starting to all connect for me. Now I'm seeing the connection between the hospitality industry and what you're doing now. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that actually brings me to another question that I want to get to in a second because, you know, and I'm seeing also how that definitely has probably helped you in the real estate industry in terms of listening and just your sales skills. You know, this sounds like a, an excellent background for someone in sales, actually. Now in doing Gold Star, where we do we do business networking, and that's the entire focus of my career mm -hmm. uh, and life right now. Yes, I, I run the company, but more importantly, I, I'm interacting with our people on a daily basis. Um, most of it face-to-face -face here locally, but I do a lot of, we've got clubs across the country. Uh, we're not in every state yet, but we are growing and we are still growing. 
so I'm just going to say that if I can listen well and I can empathize with the person at the other end of the phone or in, in person of what they're going through, I'm a better person to be able to react to what they're going through. So right. really, you know, just like a restaurant, <clears throat> excuse me, your soup is too cold. Let me make it right. You know, right. Right. And I want to add this too for my audience members. You know, you guys have heard me talk about before, you know, some of the skill sets that are actually going to be uh, extremely important for the fourth industrial revolution in the era that we're in now with all this technology. Everybody thinks that the skills that you really need are like programming and things like that. But again, guys, what we're showing here, what we're seeing is these, these soft skills, okay? These soft skills of being able to enter interact and deal with people they're not going to become less important they're actually going to become more important and if you've mastered these type of skills you marry them to the technology you marry it because see what you guys have got to remember at some point you're going to have to do what Todd is doing where you have to actually talk to people Okay, so that's not going away. This is definitely something to master. And I hope you guys are, as I say, catching these gems and writing this down. But with that said, let's move on. So, Todd, what I would like to know now is at what point did you decide that you wanted to turn this into a business? We had been, uh, my late wife and I had been in another networking group, and they're, they're all over the country. I mean, you can find them if you throw a rock, you'll hit one of them. Um, but what happened was the rules were so strict, the fees were so high that it became uh, oppressive to me to be told every single moment what I had to do and what I couldn't do. And, and okay, that was me. I, I just had a little bit of a hesitation with what some of the stuff they were telling me that didn't, it didn't resonate. So when we started realizing that that was, that, that was a situation, there was a, there was a time that we said, okay, let's back up face forward. Let's just leave this alone for right now. I just opened my real estate company and I said, okay, I've got to devote time to that. I can't keep with these rules and all this stuff, but you know, it's not that I don't follow rules. I do follow rules. I have rules in the company, um, but they're easy to follow, but this was just not right. And so as we step back, I said, okay, we're done. Let's just focus on the, on the, uh, on the business of the real estate, which we did. And I had a guy come out of the woodwork that said, you guys know about the networking stuff. Why don't you start your own? Which we did. Hmm. But I will tell you that my wife researched <laughs> everything. She was a research nut. And mm -hmm. we wanted to find something. It was basically we could open a box and have a club. Hmm. We couldn't find one that matched our, our heart. Because in Gold Star, we really operate by a little bit more grace. We have... Uh, we have rules, but they're significantly less and much more forgiving, if you will, for mm. people that are involved with us that, you know, you don't have to bring um, a referral every single week. Because I find that if you try, if you say you must bring a referral every single week, the thing that you're going to do is you're going to start writing down names of people that you might know and a phone number that somebody could call. But it's not a referral because they're going to make a phone call and they're going to go, who are you and why did Todd tell you to call me? That's what you don't want. That's a lead or a cold call. Trust me, I've done it enough. You Nobody likes cold calls. Right. Doing them or getting them. But in Gold Star, what we want is for Mayo, if, for example, if I gave you a referral, 
I want you to be able to pick up that phone. You called call Susie Q and she's going to say, Mayo, I'm so glad you called me. Todd told me all about you. I really need to learn more because I may want to get involved. I may want to do help you with a podcast or do something that's going to in, enhance your life. That's really critical. So it's got to be something that uh, it's a real, honest to goodness, ready to do business referral. That's what we do. And that's what we preach. So there you go. Awesome. So, Todd, what, what inspires you to do this? Well, I know that it helps business people get more business, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And I know from from years in, in church and in the Bible school, and I worked uh, with the uh, Tulsa County Sheriff's Office as a chaplain for several years. Um, that was volunteer, and I loved it. We, we did... Uh, uh, I, I rode with the, the police officers as opposed to going jail ministry, which is a phenomenal ministry. But mm. I was dealing with police officers and listening to them, which mm. is what I wanted to do. But, you know, how do I put this? If I could help somebody do better in their life because of something that I created, then I want them to get the benefit of that. Because now that we've got, I started one club, then I started two, then I started three, then we realized we had a system we put together. In real estate, I had a system for everything. If I met a buyer or if I met a seller, I had a system. I almost had an ingrained script that would come out of my mouth. Hmm. And I knew what I was going to say before I had to say it. But in Gold Star, when I realized I could help a business person that may be struggling to get more business, and by introducing them to other business people in a controlled literally a a group setting face to face where they get to know and like and trust other business people not only are they able to give their business to them but they're going to be able to get business back and i see it happen every single day and when that happens it just that just makes my life happy my heart sings when i know that people are doing well because of what we do at gold star clubs because it's such a, a technique to get those referrals, walking on the street and just asking for referrals is not going to get you what you want. You may get some cold leads, but you're not going to be getting business. And that's what we provide to our people that are w- with us in one of our groups. So so let me ask you this, Todd. What would you say is required to be an exceptional networker? Well, it, it's going to boil down to do you know people that you want to do more business with and seek them out. Now, I'm not saying blast a bulk mail. I'm not, or mail or email or whatever you, um, social media is, yes, that always has its place. But to get to know, if you have a person that you would like to do more business with, you can't, again, Todd's opinion, you can't go at them full force and say, you got to do business with me because you'll get shut down very, very quickly. However, if you do a little bit more gentle approach to maybe send an invitation to do a coffee, to do a lunch. You pay, by the way. But if you invite somebody to come visit with you, or if you could stop by their office for a few minutes, mm-hmm. um, I, my, my late wife, for example, she had a, a thing when she, she was also a real estate agent. She would be in the neighborhood of a new home community. And when she was, she knew the salesperson because she had been there at least once, would suggest, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to stop by McDonald's. Would you want some fries? And Mm. you'll be surprised at how many people just took that warm visit. Wow. Not a sales pitch. Not (laughs) a sales anything. It was just a visit. And they would eat the fries. They would share fries and maybe a Coke. I don't know. And she developed tremendous relationships with those people. So when someone walked in and said, 
I got to sell my house before I buy your house. She would be the one that they referred to because she had already taken care of them. That's genius. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's, oh man, I'm almost like kicking myself right now. That's the most genius idea. You know, <laughs> having a pretty extensive sales background myself, I've never thought like that's, and it's so simple. That is so simple. And I, I'm literally, honestly, blown away by the simplicity of that. Yet the power and efficacy on so many different levels of how many deals you can probably get closed just by doing. I don't know if you guys are taking notes on that one, but I am stealing that. <laughs> I just need to let you know right now. <laughs> I will tell you that it is for you to steal. Man. Thank you. <laughs> you have my permission. Now, I, I will tell you that now my wife and I, uh, uh, we met when I was selling new homes. Mm -hmm. And she was a real estate agent. And I needed a good real estate agent to help me move some of the, the houses I had. It was upscale townhouses up in Germantown. Mm. Um, and um, they were, I was doing okay. But I said, I need somebody that's going to help me market them. And I met this lady. Uh, not only was she was a good real estate agent, turned out to be a real nice lady too. And uh, we uh, were married. We were together for about 26 years. And, mm. uh, and I lost her uh, in 19 for uh, to uh. cancer, which was too bad. Yes, um, I that. But, you know, we worked together from pretty much day one because I hired her to be my agent uh, from my new homes. Um, mm. I introduced her to every person I had in my uh, company that she was the person that could help them move their product. Now, here's the deal. Um, when I left the, the townhouse community I was in, um, there was another lady that took it over and was there for a year. When I left, I had 13 houses left. When she left, she had 13 houses left. My wife was asked to list them all and she sold them all and got paid on them all. So it was the connection that I made for her to my former boss. And uh, so she just walked right in and uh, right. logical. And, you know, the other thing is because of that little French fried trick or, you know, even picking up a burger or something. Right, right, right. The idea. But she would go and do that for the other sales managers for the same company to get to know them. And they started sending her all of their referral business to <laughs> houses. So, you know, it took a little driving on her part, but yeah, but that's, well. that's so genius. That is so genius. I'm going to actually have to share this with some of my students because that, that right there, I love the simplicity of it. And that's what makes it so elegant. Yet so simple. And guys, and that, uh, you know, my whole thing about these types of things in, a, in an era where we're inundated with so much technology, we sometimes forget it's the little things. The, it's these little unique little things that you can do that's sometimes extremely small and simple that I am telling you right now. I'm, I'm putting my stamp of approval on everything he just said. God bless it, it, your wife for that. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, okay. Know, it was it was really good because she'd go, well, who's the sales manager over there? And I'd tell her and I'd give him the phone number. She'd be in her car driving out to him as we're on the phone and said, well, I'm going to call him right now. I said, okay. And she'd go and visit with fries and a burger or what have you. And uh, it just, it, it, it sounds 
easy. And that's type of stuff, even if they live in and they work in an office and you want to get to meet them, send them something in the mail. Hey, I'd love, you know, 10 minutes of your time for a cup of coffee and go to their office, shake their hands. Right. Hey, I got to give you a story because, you know, some people say well, they already they already have a relationship with somebody else. Ah, the yeah. power of being number two is always well. Right. In our, in, when we worked in Remax in Maryland, uh, before we moved out here, mm-hmm. uh, we both were together. I, I had given, I could make more money actually at Remax, so I moved over. But it, it, neither here nor there. Um, but what we did was benefits of being the number two guy. Mm. Uh, we had a, a lender that was number one in our office. We used him all the time. That's the guy that puts the mortgages on into the buyer's hands. That's, that's fine. But mm-hmm. number one was our go-to guy. Well, Joe happened to be number two. And mm-hmm. every Friday, every Friday, he showed up at the office with donuts, which, of mm-hmm. course, realtors eat. So there you go. But no, the important part is he would actually search to find out where we were to say hi personally say hi anything i can do to help you now nah, we're good we got doc he goes i know i know but if you ever bump into something that you can't either do or you need something real quick you let me know i'll be taking care of you well now let's fast forward a few months mm-hmm. now he was number two we did not use him at all until doc decided that moving to florida was a really good idea and number two became number one right away and mm. being there being there matters whether they're giving you sales or not but making it that connection with them up front it's all you know build that personal time with them it will pay back many many times over you know before we move on here i've just got to second this because this is something that i actually um teach a lot with my clients and that is this whole idea guys i cannot stress this enough and everything you just said down to what your wife was actually practicing and what you've been pushing um which is totally in alignment with my core values and what i teach as well which is this this is this whole thing about being um relational as opposed to being transactional in doing business and that little that little bit of personal touch and you know high touch approach and just those french fries and or coffee whatever it is that you're using to actually get that one-on-one time can be critical for you especially if you're a small business but honestly this would apply on any level of business because you're dealing with people and that doesn't have anything to do with status it's just about understanding psychology and really tapping into being human and I have, I personally have benefited from doing things with this, you know, relational approach. The reality about this is this, folks, and I'm, I'll move on after this. When you take this approach, now, you know, yeah, I'm into advertising, I'm into marketing and so forth, and there's a place for that. Um, I believe in any business within their growth cycle. However, before sometimes you might be ready to get to the point and you need to grow to the point where you actually may need advertising for scaling and so forth what we're talking about right now is where you get your value this is how you build your brand this is how you put your dna in your brand by using these relational approaches as opposed to being transactional and just trying to make money make money make money the money will come but these relationships it'll increase your ltv because i'm pretty certain that nine times out of ten let me ask you this um before we move on Todd. 
How much repeat business did you get with this approach? Oh, repeat business? Yeah. It was ongoing. It was yeah, ongoing. See? And, and you know, apply. I mean, once you create that relationship, right? Who else, who else do they want to do business with? They want to do business with you, right? Your friend, because you're no longer the business guy. That's you're right. Friend to them. And they know that you're always there. They know that you're always bringing them. You don't always have to take them donuts or french fries. Right. But you're there for them. You swing right. by. You know, and, the, and it's just making sure they know that you care about them. And if they know you care, they will care back. And it, it just, it, it's kind of a, a biblical principle where if you, you know, you give, then you're going to receive. It's a law of reciprocity. Yep. It's been built on. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can talk all day on that stuff easily, but we got, I got a show to do here. So let me try to move on because that's actually, you're talking my language, sir. <laughs> but anyway, so let's move on, guys. So let's get back to our gold star. Now, what is so different and unique about gold star Versus, like, say, BNI. I mean, at growing up and even as a as a younger entrepreneur, you know, I played around with checking out places like BNI. Um, that's I think similar to some degree. But what I'm curious of is what's so unique about what you guys are doing with Go Star those versus with like say a BNI. For lack of me not knowing other networking groups to compare you to. Trust me, there's hundreds of them, and some are really really good, and others are not. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Um, one of the things about Goldstar, we operate out of a little bit more grace. I, I mentioned we do less uh, less rules, more referrals. It's kind of our that's what we want to have happen. We do have rules, of course. We any company has to have rules, mm-hmm. um, but we we have typically shorter meetings. We typically cost less to get involved than other groups, like you mentioned, BNI. Um, we typically are less than those. We have much more fun at meetings. It's high energy. At least that's the, the goal is to have high energy, lots and lots of fun. Um, and we have a true monthly option where there is no contract. And what I mean by that is I heard that some other networking groups that you may have mentioned, um, they, they say, okay, look, we'll, we'll break your, your annual uh, huge money down into six easy payments. But it's a contract you sign. If you mm-hmm. decide you're going to quit, they still have that contract and they will still get your money. Mm. We don't. Now, I will just tell you at goldstarclubs.com, you can read all about us and you can look at the application. We do charge a couple of bucks to become involved with us, which is true. Payback is almost, I won't say immediate, but it it takes a little time because the relationships have to be built, right? You right. have to get the French fries out of your out of the at a restaurant and bring it to something else. But um, it's all about getting to know the people on their level. You want to go and visit their office. If you don't have an office, you want to meet them for coffee on you and be able to have a time when you really get to know them. We call it a one to one. That's what we call it. But when somebody says to me, Todd, I'll try it for a month or two. I actually tell them that's probably not the best thing because if you join with the idea that you're going to be there for a couple of months, Mm -hmm. you're not going to do what we teach you to do in Gold Star. You're going to want to try it for a couple of months to see if the money comes pouring into your lap. And that's not how it works. You you give it six months. You do what we do. You try to do everything we tell you to do. You're going to be making money. People are going to be giving you referrals because you have built a name for yourself. You have built credibility within the group. Right. when all of a sudden, let me take it to a different level. Today, um, 
When I need a product or a service, I go to Gold Star People first. They are my clients. All the members I have in Metro Tulsa and across the country are my clients. If I have something I need and I don't have it at one club, I may have it in another club. I am going to give back to them my business. Um, I'm, I'm selling my office building, which is a side note. I have a Gold Star member, really great lady, who has listed the property. I know a ton of real estate agents and I picked her. She's been with us for a long time. I have a relationship built up with her. Uh, You know, I've got other ones at other clubs. And I said to one who was very important to me, I said, I'm sorry, but I got a longer term relationship. He said, not a problem, Todd, not a problem. So he understands it's just business, but it wasn't a step on your foot or in your face. I was very gentle about it. So I do Gold Star where I can. And if I don't have them in Gold Star, I look for them to get involved with Gold Star because I like doing business with people that are doing business with me. So it's kind of like a a trust deal back and forth. But so we have less expensive. We are shorter meetings. We have a true monthly option where if you quit after two months, that's on you, not us, but you could, we don't recommend it. I, I would talk somebody out and say, listen, put down six months if you aren't making all of your money back that you've invested with your time at Gold Star, you have my permission just to walk away. You don't need my permission, but you can walk away. We can be friends and we'll see you. But right. most of the time they come on board, they might come on as a monthly member and they'll say, I'll, I'll do it for six months. You've got my commitment. And then I'll see how it goes, which is that's valid. But then as soon as it turns into the seventh month, they go, listen, I want to upgrade to the annual because I know how much this is giving to me. I don't want to be hassled with that monthly ding on my credit card every single month. But it's not a ding anymore. Now it's, geez, I got the money. Why don't I just put it down so I get a whole year worth and I don't have to pay monthly? So, you know, we do things a little different, but the really bottom line is we only deal we try in every single club to deal in nothing but real, honest to goodness, ready to do business referrals. We don't tell you to bring 10 referrals a week or two because those are sometimes made up. And I'm not sure anybody else realizes that, but a made up referral is worth nothing. The paper is written on its worth. Right. Right. So does, does your company, does Gold Star actually offer um, any additional services to his uh, networking members? Well, for example, we have a uh, free training. Uh, we'd send out videos to our members uh, free. They get a series of videos to mm-hmm. help them get through some of the hurdles within the club. We also have a business coach that can help guide them a little bit further to say, you know, by the way, we get together at this time and, you know, you're expected to be here at that time and you're expected to be here through the meeting and not get up in the middle of it and say, I got to go because now emergencies happen. And I understand it. Or a client says, I have to see you at X time. Well, occasionally that's going to happen. But for the most part, people come to our groups and they stay for the group because they know that makes everybody in the group realize I'm they're giving me their time I'm going to give them my time and it tends to be a little bit more of the relationship and the relational uh, value that they set for each other Um, if you show up at a meeting 45 minutes late people are not going to think the same of you as if you show up 10 minutes early no my head says if I'm on time I'm late I want to be early so 10 minutes 15 minutes, I showed up, I took my grandson to the doctor. I showed up a half an hour early and they said, well, you're half an hour early. I said, okay, we'll wait. And we did no problem. So right. there you go. But we, we make it fun for everybody. And you know, we make it, I don't want to say an open door because not everybody lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma to come to the office and walk in. 
Um, you know, we're moving across the street, literally across the street into a, a, an office park, which is going to be suit our needs a whole lot better. We, we used to do really large conferences. I, I, I'm digressing a minute, but we don't need that space, especially with COVID. Everybody got used to doing Zoom, which we're on. Right. They, everybody's used to it. And it's like, oh, well, let's do a Zoom meeting. Easy. I don't have to come to you. You don't have to come to me. But come to grow that relationship. I, I encourage a handshake at their office to get to really know them. Right. It's hard for people to refer to you if they don't know where you work. But they come to, they know right. what you do. They might know your company name, but if right. they can drive to, my insurance man, if I didn't know where his office was, how do I tell a client that I want to refer to them to say, Hey, he's over here on main street and jinx. He's right over there off the freeway. Boom. They'll say, I know right where that is next to the Coney Island hot dog state, but well, it's a hot dog place anyway, but I know where they, I know where they work and I can direct somebody to go and see them. I'll make the appointment of course, or I'll have them, my insurance agent call them to make the appointment but they'll know where he is they'll know kind of right there anyway, right so. okay so my next question for you is this so how do you guys deal with like say um exclusivity it is and this is something i've always wanted to know myself which is are there options within these types of groups to be exclusive or how does that work Great question, Mayo. Um, there are industry exclusive groups and they're open groups. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give you the example. As a real estate broker, I went to an open group mm-hmm. and it was about 12 people. They had no format to follow, <laughs> but there were 11 real estate agents and one lender. That was it. And me as a real estate agent going, well, okay, um, I'm having lunch with these people and nobody's going to be doing business with anybody. I got to know the lender a little bit, brand new off the street. And, and you know, in my business, I, I had to see a little bit more than a brand new licensed uh, lender. But anyway, I digress. Right. That's an open. Anybody can go as often as you want to. Usually doesn't cost you very much, if, it, if anything. Um, and I look at free groups to say, well, you know, you're going to get what you pay for sometimes. Um, but if it's working, then great. Keep doing it. But if it's not working, you want something a little bit more organized, you know, for example, backed by a company that cares about the members, because if a member says, hey, I got a problem, they have our phone number. They can reach out to me and say, Todd, I got a question or I've got a situation. Can you help me walk through it? The answer is absolutely. Or they come to me and they say, I'm not getting referrals. I ask two questions. How many of those one to one meetings have you done? Mm. And what have you done for somebody recently? And they're going to say, well, I haven't done any one-to-ones. And I, what do you mean do something for somebody? Because, you know, Bob Berg, who's the author of The Go-Giver, which we kind of have in our heart, when you give, you're going to get. Biblical principle, it's a principle in life. But sure. that's not what I base it on. I base it on Mr. Berg, who wrote this with a John David Mann. If you give, you receive. And I encourage your audience, if anybody hasn't read The Go-Giver, it's an easy read. They mm-hmm. ought to give it a shot. I mean, I think Amazon has for about 20 bucks. I don't know. It's a great book. And he has a series of them. Um, I love them all. I went to Florida and met Bob Berg and did his training class. Um, and I got to tell you, he's an awesome guy, but he's an awesome author. And that Go-Giver book, uh, literally, I read it from Dallas to Florida, going to see him again. I read it again. And I can tell you at the end of the flight, I tell you what, I was tearing up. I was so happy to have read this book again because they were reminded of what I've read years before. So, mm-hmm. sorry, that was a little bit of a wild trail. I apologize. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad you shared that. Um, what we'll try to do actually is add that book title into the uh, show notes, guys. So we'll take a look for that there. And that's the Go Giver, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So this is great. I mean, this is this is actually awesome. And you know, one of the questions I definitely want to ask you before I forget, which is about your opportunities for folks to start their own chapters which is a huge opportunity you guys um so if you could talk a little bit about that that'd be great mayo thanks and i appreciate you bringing that up because um gold star clubs we are not in every state as i mentioned in fact uh, maryland mayo um mm-hmm. we have no clubs in maryland um now we don't okay. have chapters we do have clubs uh, those other guys have okay clubs okay got you, uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me give you a quick rundown Mm -hmm. Um, For somebody who has the desire to get more business by referral and they say either I'm locked out of an industry exclusive group, we are industry exclusive at Gold Star, which means I only have one person per industry. I'm only going to have one real estate agent, one lender, one insurance dude, um, one painter, one pick a, a category. There's hundreds of them. I'm only going to have one that is represented. And we were really protective of that category for that person. Right. So. Having said that, um, when a person says, I want to start a group because my, you know, B&I, uh, Amspirit, Lead Tip, any of those, I'm closed out. They don't have a space for me. Fine. Gold Star Clubs can help you start a group yourself with our system. Um, it, there's a little bit of investment. It's $497. Um, investment up front, which includes your first month membership. It also includes a box of material where you can open open it up and literally have a professional meeting because we put everything you need in that box, mm. everything. So from a bell to tell people their time is up to a referral slips to everything, everything you need. Now, the other thing is that then it's, a, it's $397 to get started. We'll get that straight. And maybe maybe you're gonna print that out for me in your when you put this posted up. Three hundred ninety seven dollars get started, and then sixty nine dollars a month. Now that's for the director, which is a compensated position. They earn commission off of the members that they have in their group. Okay, so we're gonna pay them. We can go into pay scale if you want, but that's beside the point. For a member, they have an opportunity to get involved for as little as fifty dollars a month. Or they can join for an annual membership is $469. Now, there is a one-time registration fee. And I do know that everybody has those registration fees. That's the setup. That's your name tag. That's your your card book. That's the stuff that you get, the little items that you get from Gold Star. It gets the member started. Then we have, you mentioned training. We do a series of videos. But more importantly than that, every single week in the club, we have a national business tip that goes out. Um, Sometimes... My experience with BNI years ago, um, they said to the, I, I think they called it the vice president, had to come up with some kind of a enlightening tip. And they always handed me the book and said, well, pick something you want to talk about for two minutes or three or four or five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I would. And and I, I got to realize that this is kind of me on a fly picking something to talk about. Well, we have a national business networking success tip, and that goes out weekly to every club. And you have a person in the club, a business coach that can get, deliver that pitch, uh, excuse me, deliver that tip uh, to the club, make copies of what we we, we like to have happen. But it's, it's an interesting way for visitors and for the members to take something home with them because they go, you know, that tip was really good and I'm going to apply that. 
It's like the question of um, how are you doing? And they go into a, a long tirade of I'm really, really busy, busy, busy. And then they find out that somebody else did business with them because they thought you were too busy. That's not what you want to have happen. You want them to because you can always say something to the effect of everything is great. You know, business right. is blooming and booming. But, you know, I always have time for you, your family, your friends, anybody that needs my help. I have time for them. And that makes a big difference when you tell your acquaintances that you have time to listen to them and help them with whatever product or service they're looking for. It makes a big difference. Right, right, right. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. So, yeah, we're going to definitely have to put this in the show notes because you've touched on some very, very, I think, interesting opportunities. And as we come in for a landing very soon here, I just want to ask you a couple of more questions. And one of them is, do you have any um, any of any of the testimonials that you can possibly share? Any uh, use case studies where you've had someone join, and what were the results? What were some of the benefits of them joining? All right, man. Well, I got a bunch of them, but I'll give you two that really stand out. Okay, great. A college kid, um, literally just graduated college, and he dabbled at computer repair. And he came to a group, and now this is years ago, he joined us in 2007. Uh, he came to a group, first group, first time he'd ever done anything like this. He had eight referrals handed to him. People that were in the group, it wasn't a club yet. It was just getting together to learn more about Gold Star. Mm. Got eight people that said, I need you. The next week he came back again. He was interested to learn a little bit more about Gold Star. Um, he, I asked him, I said, of the eight referrals that you had last week, because I counted them, I knew what he got. And I, he said, I said, how many of those did you close? And he said, 50%, four of them I closed. And I said, okay, that's cool. I said, but how many of the other four do you think are going to be needing your services? And he said, at least two, but probably three of those four. He was, he was, his name is Brandon. He's a great guy. He's still with us today. Uh, and he's been with us and he is my computer guy. He has built every, every box of computer we have in the office. He built because mm. that's what he does. He builds them. They cost about the same as what you buy in the big box store, but he does higher grade of stuff. Anyway, I, I, I he's just a great guy. And now he is doing so much re, re, having relation on uh, generational referrals. He is turning mm-hmm. handfuls of money every single week that he's closed business on. Wow. Um, one of the guys that was a computer tech, he got out of the business. He said, look, why don't you take over my book of business, if you will? They had a book, apparently. Um, and he said, you take it over and you pay me a little bit off the top when you go do servicing. Mm-hmm. He is making money hand over fist. And he's a young kid still. I went to his wedding. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. I'm an old guy, so I can say that. But here's the, here's the thing. I had, a, I had an HVAC man, a heat and air man, had his independent own company. It was his second career. And he came to us. He was invited by a plumber. Ivan was the plumber and he was really a gruff guy and he left Gold Star and I'll tell you why Ivan left because he said I'm getting too much business and I want to spend more time hunting and fishing we're in Oklahoma understand we do that here all right Ivan Ivan uh, checked out but he invited a guy named Jerry who had this independent company and Jerry said these things never work no way no how it's a waste of time and Ivan said literally said to him Jerry, shut up and write your check. And Jerry closed his mouth. He wrote the check. He joined us. Great. His first quarter, it was the end of the year, his first quarter, first three months in the business, 
he made 800 bucks. That was enough to cover his fees and his meals. And so he was a, a little bit in the profit mortgage more margin for us. Mm-hmm. The next year he hit $60,000 from referrals only. Wow. And he does no, does no advertising. The hmm. second year he broke a hundred thousand. His wow. third, uh, third year, full year, he hired a sales rep who is also a technician to uh, represent him in a different group. And this fourth year, he hired another person to be in another group. Wow. The man is doing very well right now and very, very pleased with Gold Star from something he felt didn't work to something he's sitting back with his feet up. No, he still works. He does my air conditioning units. Um, right. He sits back, uh, you know, and can kind of help. The guys can go and work in the hot attic. He can sit down below and drink something cool. I don't know. Um, but he's a great guy. People love him and they love what he did. He loved the price that he charged. And he is a believer, but those are just two. And I will tell you that people who join Gold Star, they think, well, I want to get some extra business. That's what we want. Yeah. And people have increased their business 10, 20, 30%. I had one one guy, um, trying to remember his name, Herman, um, increased his sales one month, 87% of what he was the prior month, just because he got business from Gold Star. Wow. Does that happen every day? It happens frequently, but I can't guarantee to anybody that that's what's going to happen. Right, right. When you get involved, do the relationship deal, you have a shot at getting it. You know, this whole interview today has literally pretty much been, I think, almost like this. It's the quintessential, I mean, almost like I want to say calling card for doing relational business, relationship-driven business and honestly it doesn't matter Reverend that you're advertising or not I, I I strongly encourage this even beyond regardless of how you've you've acquired your customer everything that Todd has shared with you guys today you can use whether or not you're doing referral marketing or not and I definitely think you should for sure because it just makes sense but once you get those folks in using these types of techniques i like to call them you know it's going to actually make you guys so much more money and for folks that don't really know this because not everybody actually starts their business off this way um some folks start with a lot of money (laughs) and so they can go straight into marketing and advertising and they skipped this and I can tell you right now, even if you're already basically, and listen, guys, I go to advertising agency. This is what I do. I am still telling you, you want to, if you're not already doing this, you want to add this to your business. Okay. It's coming from my mouth. <laughs> All right. So with that said, I'm putting my true stamp of approval on everything that Todd is telling you. And I definitely second what he's telling you. Okay. Okay. With that said, Todd, we're coming to the end here, but before you go, I cannot let you leave without giving my listeners your top three, and this is what they came here for, your top three, and Todd, I want you to, I want you to dig deep, sir, and give them, yeah, give them some of that gold, Todd, don't hold back, give them your top three um, things that they can apply to their business to get them closer to becoming a master networker like yourself. Well, thanks, Mayo. The thing that I would leave them with uh, is we've talked about a lot. It's the relationships. Build your relationships like no tomorrow. It doesn't have to be pressed. It doesn't have to be gimme, gimme, gimme. Please don't do that. 
as I mentioned, I mean, the question I would ask your listeners is how many people like being pitched to? Right. Nobody. <laughs> nobody likes being pitched to. Don't pitch. Go in, get to know the person first. Get to have that relationship so they know and like and trust you a little bit, just a little bit, because that's going to crack the door just a little bit. And the more you do that, it's going to crack just a little bit more. And all of a sudden, that door is going to swing wide open and you're going to be able to come in and do what you do. And they're going to be really happy dealing with now they've developed a friendship with you or at least a friendly business relationship with. They may not, you know, you may not have coffee with them every morning, but you know, you could get that relationship going. So when the door swings open, you're right there to take over, even if you're number two. So that would be number one. Mm -hmm. the, the second one would be give more in value than you take in trade. Now I'll tell you what this means. That's a Bob Berg. You, that's a Bob Berg right out of his book. Mm -hmm. uh, he has the five stratospheric laws of success. That one is absolutely critical. Give more than you know, you're going to say, well, what do you mean? Oh, you want me to discount? You want me to do all this stuff? Um, no, no, no. You want the value that they perceive they're getting. Now think about it. One of the biggest values that you can give any prospective client is you. It's not your product or service. It's you. People, you know, there are people all over the place that sell cars, but you got a relationship with a car guy. You're going to go see him first before anything. And when you do, you're going to be really happy because you know they don't have a heavy sales pitch or whatever, whatever makes you happy. You're going to know that they're going to treat you right. And you know, if you send somebody over to them, they're going to treat your friends, your family right. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I just got an, uh, a new to me vehicle from a guy he, I set up my attorney uh, friend. He, one of my gold star members, great mm -hmm. attorney. He said to me, um, I said, you get all these really nice cars. You know, you go through them a lot, but where are you getting them and who are you talking to? And he said, go see my friend, John. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I left with a car. I was kicking tires. And I left with a vehicle. All right. So that's that side. <laughs> he didn't tell me anything. I just took the car that he let me drive. And I said, this is what I want. So that's number two. Number three, don't forget your follow-up. If you've had a nice meeting or a cup of coffee, I don't care what you've done beating somebody else, even if you're at a networking event. Now, I will tell you the follow-up is critical. That's a given. People don't do it. And I'm going to emphasize that. They don't do it. If you do it, you'll be one of the very few, probably top 10% of the follow-up people because they're going to remember you. Now, what do you do for follow-up? Does it mean you have to go and buy them dinner? No, it means you might send them a thank you note. It may mean that you introduce them to somebody they might be interested in meeting. Well, they'll love you for that. And just, you know, you in casual conversation, you can find out what some of the services they might be interested in, but, but do the follow-up. If you say you're going to buy them a cup of coffee or gosh, we should meet for lunch, meet for lunch or meet for coffee. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. I will also give you a side note for... 3A. Um, if you go to events, I used to go to events all the time and drop my cards. This is way back in my career. I used to drop my business card in every single fishbowl that was on a table. Why? Because I thought I might win something stupid I, or good. I don't, doesn't matter. I realized that that was not only a waste of my time. It, it's like teaching a pig to sing. It's a waste of your time and it'll annoy the pig. But the bottom line to you is Get to know some of the people that are on the other side of those booths that are trying to help you buy their stuff. Get to know them. Nobody wants to talk to them except, you know, how much is your floral arrangement or what have you. Right. Get to know the person behind the table. If that's where your business is going to come from. And it could be that you can develop a relationship from that meeting. But if you promise to get back to somebody, 
you better do it because if you don't, your no like and trust is broken and they're a whole lot harder to rebuild than to start off on the right foot. Okay, so that's four basically, but Mayo, thank you for that. Hey, no, thank you, like Todd, this is this is phenomenal. Listen, guys, for, for folks that are not familiar with um, a lot of things that, that Todd is talking about, if you aren't using these techniques, now, I'm going to give you a little bit of gold myself. I didn't plan on doing this, but I'm going to do it because this, the, the energy is here, and I want you guys to get it. Listen, I teach the exact same stuff that he's actually talking about right now in my sales classes, and again just a second what he's telling you I have clients right now okay and see this doesn't matter what type of business you have I don't want you to think that you have to be in a in a service-based or product-based business for this this works regardless of the business and I'm telling you right now that everything he said from following up to being high touch taking that relational approach getting to know the person behind the booth I have a client that um, actually I was just talking to the other day day similar situation where in the sales training that I did for her with her we talked about rapport building listen that one little skill and having that relational approach of building that rapport and getting to know that person was literally worth thousands of dollars to this person because they were in real estate Okay, so it doesn't matter whether that you're in real estate or not, but the technique is worth its weight in gold. With that said, I'm going to wrap up the show today. I have to absolutely thank Todd. Todd, before we go, how can they get in contact with you, sir? It's easy. You can visit the website one goldstarclubs.com. That's a goldstarclubs with an S at the end.com. Um, and you can call the office. We're at area 918. 918- Nine three three four eight six four. My administrator Teresa will probably answer the phone. If you go to voicemail, please speak clearly and leave me your phone number, and I'll reach back out to you. Um, so it's pretty easy. If you got, if you need some information, go visit the website. You can t- kind of look around, investigate, check it out. I mean, you're going to do your own due diligence, but you can also reach us at the office nine one eight nine three three four eight six four. So there you go. Awesome. Thank you, sir. As always, guys, a lot of this information that he just mentioned and other stuff we'll have in there, too, will be in the show notes. If you listen to the podcast, you know what to do. You definitely want to download those show notes to get access to everything he just said, as well as to get in contact with him. There's going to be a link. It'll be there. If you're watching the show on YouTube, it's going to be in those show notes as well. So wherever you go, you're going to get access to Todd and a couple of other things that we'll throw in there. So guys that's it for today Todd you were phenom you lived up to the title of being a master networker (laughs) and guys use it what he's just basically taught us today and I will see you guys next time on the other side take care God bless thanks man bye thank you Todd bye bye